Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is an RNZ podcast. Peaky mai kake mai, I'm Alison Balance, and welcome to this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ. Michelle Dalrymple is the first maths teacher to win the Prime Minister's Science Teacher Prize. Michelle is Mathematics and Statistics faculty head at Kashmir High School in Christchurch. She says every student deserves a champion, and she's devoted to sharing her research and knowledge with other teachers as well. I ask her where her inspiration comes from. My own teachers currently, my own teachers from the past, academics in terms of their research and what they do in the classroom, various people who put out podcasts, friends where we'll just have lunch and teach a geek out together for hours and, yeah, wide variety of different areas where I get inspired from. Yeah. So what do you think the kids that you teach need to know? In terms of content, they need enough background content to be mathematically and statistically literate to cope with the real world. Things like your basic budgeting, understanding your health outcomes, being able to read media reports critically and evaluate that sort of thing that's coming at them from lots of different directions. But probably the more important side of it is that they need to know that they can do maths and stats when they need to because often our students come into us with that anxiety and that fear and we want them to have positive experiences with us to have success, to enjoy coming to class and enjoy learning so that when or if they need to pick it up later to do whatever their dreams are, those fears and anxieties aren't going to go, no, I can't do that because I've got to do more maths. Where do you think those fears and anxieties come from? Oh, that's a tough question. Society seems to think at times it's okay to say, I don't have a maths brain, which I've still never found the right response to that when a parent says that at parent-teacher interviews. It's tough, I don't know. We have it in the media often at times, in all the movies and television programmes that can sometimes come through as that fear of maths and it's okay to say I don't do maths and it's not cool to do maths. So yeah, a lot of different aspects. So how do you engage someone who arrives in your classroom a bit reluctant to engage with maths? What do you do with them? Relationships is probably what underpins my teaching philosophy, it's who I am as a teacher and I don't think I can ask a student to relax and feel comfortable and want to learn to take risks and make mistakes unless they trust me and they know I care about them and I want them to do really well. My students know I will never give up on them so for a student to come into a class who might already have those anxiety levels setting up that trust 
at the start of the year and developing those relationships is super important. The other side of it, of course, is the curriculum. We try really hard to start the year, especially with tasks where they will succeed, with units where we know they'll be successful and develop that whole plan across the year so that they know they can do it and we've got time to build on their learning and build their confidence. Now, this next question is to do with the fact that you can tell I don't have teenage kids at school. So <laughs> at, at what point does math stop being a compulsory subject and become something that you have to choose to do? It does vary from school to school. At Kashmir and most schools across New Zealand, maths is still compulsory at year 11. But it does vary. And then after that, it, they have to opt into it? They have to opt into it, but if you looked at our typical Year 12 statistics class, you'd have at least half the class who are doing the subject because they either had no choice or their parents made them. So it's not really optional from their perspective. So it's a good thing to do in terms of teaching, and I'm thinking particularly statistics at this point, to make it meaningful to the kids in their own day-to-day lives? Oh, for sure. And my goal with that Year 12 statistics class is to bring all those reluctant learners on board and they end up enjoying the subject. You know, some of those best moments are the conversations with the students in the corridors where they'll start by going, I never thought I'd like the subject. I only took it because I had to and I'm really enjoying it. And they're doing it again the next year. So, yeah, we do what we can to pull both real, meaningful important statistics from their life as well as the humour and the quirk and the fun so that they're engaged in their learning in other ways as well. Do you find that lots of kids go, well I don't need to know that because I could just look it up or I could just calculate something on the computer if I need to know? No, we don't get that much. Statistics has really moved with technology from actually, it used to be old school drawing graphs by hand and you'd spend so much time trying to figure out how to draw it that you'd never actually have a chance to see what the data was telling you. And now we use technology to look at all that data and can just run straight into, well, what's it telling us? What's that story going on behind the data? So in that sense, it's powerful and we're trying to make the most of it. You'll have an occasional student that'll go, look, miss, look what this app will do for me. And then you'll go, okay, well, explain why. That's not going to help you long term if you don't understand actually why it's doing that. So is one of the important things that you want to send people out into the world who are willing to question what they're being told, like not take things at face value but go, actually, does this make sense? And Mm. can I question it and can I come at it another way and work out whether what I'm being told is making sense or whether actually I think it's a load of nonsense? So they've got a set of tools they can go into the world, but they also have a questioning mind. Definitely, definitely. And so around that statistics, we try to teach them a set of skills. We talk about all the different sampling methods and the survey methods and things like leading questions and critiquing reports in the media. And there's some amazing ones that are so much fun to pull to pieces in class. And we also, one of the aims for our Year 13 statistics course is to make sure no one buys from infomercials so that they understand those sales pitches and the wonderful anecdotes that come through in those ads. It's great fodder, great fodder. What does winning the Prime Minister's Teaching Prize mean to you? It's a huge honour and quite humbling because I know that there's a whole lot of other amazing maths and stats teachers across New Zealand. For me, it's a recognition of 
all the hard work and everything I do in my teaching profession, not just in my classroom, but with my autumn faculty and all the teachers I've worked with in Canterbury and across New Zealand. I do what I can to sort of, through those teachers, help students' outcomes wherever possible. So it sounds like you're forever challenging yourself too um, and trying to learn new skills and new Uh, things that you can take into the classroom. I think I'd be a classic lifelong learner. I don't know quite where teacher Michelle and Michelle stops. Um, I'll be in the garden on the weekend listening to a podcast and go, oh, that would be really good for class. I need to go hunt that out further and find it. I'll be listening to the radio on the way home. Radio New Zealand has some great stuff that we pick up for class, all their surveys and experimental reports that they come up with that we then follow up through and present to class. And I don't quite know where those boundaries are for me. It's just who I am. I have the best job in the world and I love it. Thanks, Michelle. That was Prime Minister's Science Teacher Prize winner, Michelle Dalrymple. I'm Alison Balance in this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ First Ed on the 2nd of July 2020. You can listen again and find photos at our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. We have a free weekly email newsletter. It's very easy to subscribe to and you can find the link at the bottom of the webpage. That website again, rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. RNZ, Our Changing World is also on your favourite podcast app. If you'd like to get in touch or follow along, we're on Facebook and Twitter as RNZ Science. In the meantime, many thanks for your company. Stay safe and catch you next time. Kia pai tora. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.